Welcome to Screen Watchers, episode 20, your game's cast for all multi-platform news, discussion, and oftentimes erroneous banter. I am Joe DeClaire. I am joined by Ryan. Yeah. And Kerner. David. <laughs> Can't be switching. <laughs> no, it's Kerner. Can't there be we done. go. Absolutely not. I'm joking. We're here today to, of course, talk about video game news, discussion, and uh, often irrelevant banter. We're also going to... Only relevant banter. Uh, sometimes re- irrelevant. Oftentimes irrelevant. Uh, I just did want to, before we talk about any video game news, to address a sad day that passed recently. Uh, the greatest of all time passed away. Uh, we are, of course, referring to uh, Muhammad Ali. I know you guys aren't big sports fans. Uncle Kerner, I think you do watch a I fair game sports. I know much more about Ali's political life yes. than his boxing career. Sure, yeah. Because Definitely. he's a serious anti-vietnam war protester yeah. he gave away the the prime of his career so that he could uh protest the draft mm. and uh a lot of the people who today go back and say oh he was the greatest we all respect him blah 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 if he if they had been around they would have been lambasting him for being un-american and for being the worst person ever and True. not serving his country so i think it's really like crocodile tears in their I, eyes. I disagree. I think he was a yes, a very polarizing figure. You know, uh, he even had some controversial issues uh, around, say, nine uh, eleven, uh, when he was asked if uh, he would essentially disown uh, the people like the Taliban or and the uh, and just Middle East in general. He said, uh, "I can't really make any comments about that because he has." Uh, he said something about like he had business out there and had like supporters out there. And a lot of people, he got a lot of backlash for that. But I mean, he was just absolutely a master when you look back. You know, obviously I wasn't around, like you said. And he did have absolute incredible courage for some of the things he did and said. I understand polarizing a lot of people disagreed. I mean, he was just really, today. really good at punching other men in the face. Sure, sure. You could he wander it down. He rescued or he stopped a person from committing suicide. Anyway, of course, this is not a boxing podcast. This is a podcast about video games uh, where we bring to you all the most recent multi-platform news, uh, discuss the games we played this week, and uh, you can subscribe to our podcast, listen to us every week. We upload our podcast every week, of course, to iTunes, Pocket Casts, and wherever finer podcasts are found. You can always find all of our content, whether it be audio content or written content, on ScreenWatchers.net. Follow me at Joey Dagabonis. And if you would like to start a dialogue with us, possibly ask us questions, give us feedback, you can email us at ScreenWatchersGamesCast. Yeah, at definitely gmail.com. send us an email. We've given out the wrong email several times. Yeah, yeah. So if you've sent pro- us an email in the past. Also, we put it at the very end, bury the lead, as some might say. So we'll uh, always just let you know, please email us, ScreenWatchersGamesCast at gmail.com. Uh, this is the week preceding the video game expo of the age of the year of course we're talking about e3 only three of them a year i've learned yeah, yeah no, there's three. only three e3s only a year. three e3s oh, yeah nope there's only one there's only no three one. there's three e's only one e3 the electronics get, entertainment expo get that's right ryan's got ah. it. 10 points ryan excellent uh so a lot of news has uh come out because of e3 we would say uh very often around this time news starts leaking because uh so many people are surrounding the setup of e3 um 
and a lot of announcements that are coming out uh, during that time. And then, of course, there's announcements to avoid leaks. They know it's just going to get out there, so they make the announcement. And then a lot of sour news that they want to get out before they go to E3. Yeah, it's insane. We're already getting announcements. It's like they know they're going to be swallowed up in E3, and it just gets earlier and earlier every year. It's like a week before, two weeks before, we're getting announcements trying to yeah, I don't supersede think, the conference. I think this year was pretty regular. It I was think, about a week after. I believe like two years ago or something, it got really out of hand. Yes. And wasn't it a number of places, it was over a month in advance, they were they were leaking stuff? Well, I mean, they news were... happens all year long, you know, but there was definitely a lot of stuff happening uh, about like two weeks before. I think it was, yeah, like you said, two years ago, like it was pretty much... Uh, E3 was completely spoiled, I had said on a previous podcast that I had mm. guested on. Um, and it was true. There was not a lot really. I think it was actually last year. There was not was a lot really that surprised year. us. Uh, but I mean, this year you could argue that a lot of that's happened with these consoles that we're going to be seeing, which is something we'll be discussing. Of course, the new uh, mid-generation consoles that we're expecting to see announced at this E3. We'll, of course, also be discussing some of the new tech that already came out, like the delay to a couple of games like Ukulele, uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive Horizon Zero Dawn was delayed to 2017. Death threats. Yeah. We are going to be sending death threats <laughs> to, to provide a service Unreal. for death threats. Agreed. It's yeah, unbelievable yeah. that someone would delay a game. Someone has to die. Yeah, so, of course, two games, two high-profile games were delayed to next year. Telltale had announced their... Uh, release dates for some games also <laughs> pt's spiritual successor was canceled and final fantasy 12 remaster was announced but first some music So as we said, a bunch of these games have been delayed into next year. Uh, PlayStation 4 exclusive. <laughs> of course, can, PlayStation 4 exclusive. I can see, I would... I can see Kerner looking. His cursor pops up on the Google Doc. So I can see you reading the doc as <laughs> we speak. Who wouldn't be so enthralled by the PS4 exclusive title? Well, have you seen I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn? It's actually a sweet game Yeah, it looks out. really sweet, but... Yeah. Get it on the PC. Yeah, get it on the PC. Let's get it to a real gaming system. I mean, look, you know, some of the most high-profile games, some of the highly regarded games of all time are console exclusive, and that's important to uh, definitely cover. Like Last of Us, one of the most seminal video games people are uh, heralding it to be, saying this is like the mark of a new generation of games and storytelling and just games in general. But and it's any, only on console. There can't be any more of it because it was the last of it. It was, it the, was last the last of, of the us. games. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's it. So that's it. But it's on PS4. So Horizon Zero Dawn has been delayed into 2017. Yeah. A game uh, we've seen a lot of gameplay for. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. I've seen a lot of it since uh, last year, E3, and then uh, some expos after that. Game looks very impressive uh, from Guerrilla Games, of course, the creators of the Killzone franchise. Uh, finally, breaking away from that franchise, making us an open-world RPG with robot dinosaurs, which is what video games are all about. Yeah, maybe one of the coolest possible settings for, for a game. Yeah, absolutely. Like post-apocalyptic robot dinosaurs. Yeah. Like, They've described Why it, are they there? We don't, we don't know. know. Let's find out. <laughs> There's, they describe it as post-post-apocalyptic, which is kind of a obtuse way of describing it, but it, it's basically saying, you know, after the fallout and everything's been kind of wiped out and we lose history. Well, Fallout is post post 
excuse me, post post apocalyptic because sure, the, I I would be interested interested in that if they had a Fallout game that was right after the nukes went off, right, How, like immediately after immediately instead of a couple after. hundred after. Right. Well, right. that is what the division is actually. Division takes it's place like immediately at the right fall. after, and people make fun of the division because. Two weeks later, there's serious gangs that have ordered structures. Like we all report <laughs> to you, and you, no, I thought you the run funny this gang. part was that you also have psychotic garbage collectors and stuff that within that time period decide, yeah, we're just gonna burn everything. That's clearly the only yeah, way forward. We're looking we're at just... two weeks. Yeah. So, oh, like, okay, but I guess Fallout is pre-post-post-apocalypse. This is truly post-post-apocalypse. Okay, so we've established the time frame of where this game takes place. Now, in the actual real world where this game takes place, 2017, uh, first core or second core, I forgot what they said, but anyway, we're delayed out. Uh, that means PlayStation 4 is losing some of its uh, first-party games. Uh, their, killer their exclusives, apps. Some of their killer, killer apps. apps. Thank there you. Some go. of their killer apps of the fall. Uh, but more importantly, this delay could allude to uh, some more dealings with the ps4k the ps4 neo possibly they delayed this game just because it's delayed and we need more time but we still think this might be this is a beautiful looking game this game might be one of those games that's looking at basically looking beautiful because it has a ps4 neo uh right setting ability for right using the extra hard power of the hardware power of the neo yeah of course to pump up the graphic fidelity of this game also Some of the things you'd be able to do if you had more graphical power, you know, more dinosaurs. More dinosaurs, about always good. More, more robots. More draw distance in the yep. game. I yeah, mean, yeah, course. I could definitely see this game being pushed for that. Yep, absolutely. Couldn't An open see, world RPG, like, that's something you really need to really make it pop, you know. Couldn't draw see this game being pushed for VR, though. Absolutely. But not. what I think is interesting, a game, what I've heard someone say recently, they might think that the delay on No Man's Sky was done to get it into VR because that's a sure. game you could potentially see either in the PSVR or on the Oculus Store. That would be sweet. I would That'd say be really sweet. I would say we've all been speculating for a while that Nintendo, not Nintendo, Jesus, No Man's Sky. Sorry, we've all been speculating that No Man's Sky might be a PlayStation VR game, uh, and it would just be so sweet if it did. It looks like it's not the most demanding uh, game, especially graphically. Right. But uh, I've heard. You know, murmurs that uh, I probably wouldn't be able to run on the PSVR. Maybe or on the VR PSVR, engine. but it might be able to run in the Oculus on a high-end uh, computer. Sure, that's totally possible. I don't know if the delay might be that. It could be. Absolutely could be that. It could be. I think uh, if... It delay more a function of it being a tiny developer that's been thrust into making one of the most anticipated games That's possible, ever. but they also could have been approached by Oculus. They could have said, listen, we'll throw some resources at this. Let's make this a big Oculus title. And they could announce that in I can't days Im- at E3. I can't imagine that that can be done with a simple one month or, you know, yeah. one and a half month delay. I think that if VR is a thing for this game, it was planned from a long time ago possibly a year ago because we heard a lot we we'll heard see. from we'll this see. game a while ago it looked like a lot of it was done and then it didn't go radio silent but then it just seemed like it was taking longer than we expected they announced at 1e3 we normally expect it the next e3 no we don't we expect it 10 e3s from yeah. now for every game <laughs> yeah it's kind of the norm at this point another game that was delayed into next year uh, highly anticipated game for a small niche audience that had kickstarted this game of course talking about ukulele from the creators of banjo kazooie uh these rare developers who had left rare they're from rare or they're just rare developers they are developers from the company rare 
it's a pretty sweet looking game. They got the E3 trailer out with it to kind of soften the blow. And the game looks pretty uh, spectacular from where I'm sitting, at least. This uh, 3D platformer game. Yeah, I mean, not a game I'm probably going to play. This is the kind of game where uh, Banjo-Kazooie... play. <laughs> yeah, Banjo-Kazooie was a game I really wanted to own at the time when I was a kid. Ultimately, sure. never got that title. So you're just... you're. But it felt like it was... A, it, like, for me... So you're that, better at this point. That type of game was something that I would have been very excited about as a kid to explore, not only in the world, but also I literally would have been excited about flying in that game about jumping in that game about having the experience of running in those environments right i feel like i have tons of great games now that i've done that through and i'd much rather go into those experiences i'm not really interested in kind of grinding through levels sure in and, that same way and the collectathons that are certainly certainly coming from that developer yeah, yeah can we just talk for a second about game developers thinking it's okay to substitute fun exploration with little glowing items that you have to find the yeah. level. Yeah. That's well, not exciting. No. no one wants to find so, glowing It depends on orbs. how it's done. A lot of things are, let's say, let's talk about Super Meat Boy. Sure. Super Meat Boy, very competent game that you can play through, mm. have a lot of fun without collecting all the bandages. Yeah, absolutely. So there are plenty of ways where you can introduce the collectability phase without making it onerous. Even, right, but I'm even, talking about 3D environments where there are whole areas where... They don't progress the story at all. Okay, well, the entire that's... point of going to them is to collect these glowing what worms. What game are you like talking about? Like the Banjo Kazooie. Yeah, like Banjo Kazooie, yeah. like Donkey Kong uh, for the Nintendo 64. Donkey I mean, Kong, you didn't have to collect those things. You, uh, you okay, okay. Well, let's not get into the deep nitty gritty of like each game, how it worked. Specifically, the Super Meat Boy is a good example for a lot of games that do collectibles correctly. I think that the best thing that they do is they put those in really difficult spaces where you need uh, you need honed skills in the platforming mechanics of that game in order to attain those. You don't need them to progress, like you said, but they also reward you with actual in-game rewards. Like you get these characters that have different capabilities that you unlock by getting more bandages. That is the way to do collectibles. I think uh, another game that does that great is uh, Grow Home which is a game I reviewed, 3D platformer. You were able to explore this space at your leisure. Uh, but if you found these collectibles, which were fun to find because they were a challenge to find, your abilities were upgraded, like your jetpack. So I think there's a good way to do it. And then there's games like Banjo-Kazooie that they're literally just there. Uh, they don't really improve your experience. They're just there as a chore that's added. And that was the beginning of collectibles. So that was one of the problems with that game, I think. And yeah, and I kind of think that this is going to be more of that. Although, there, I watched a trailer for this game, and yeah. it definitely looks like there are some potentially new ideas that could be interesting in this game. I would like to believe that. I mean, it's been several years since Banjo-Kazooie. I'd like to believe that this brings a breath of fresh... This breathes some new life into the 3D platformer. Um, I think what's great is that there's this 3D platformer, which seemed dead is now having this resurgence. You know, we had Ratchet and Clank, which was a great 3D platformer. Although it was kind of a, our, it was a third-person shooter well, 3D platformer. I, what do you mean that they were suddenly seeing a resurgence? You had all the Mario Galaxies and stuff that... Mario Galaxy is one franchise. That's, I'm just and saying there's that all that them, there's the two of them. Highly, highly rated platformers ever. Sure, there was two of them. Phenomenally popular. Yeah, but it's yeah, but it's not like this, this entire okay, uh, this entire console. Well, there hasn't been one in like two or three years. That's, I guess that's what he's talking. Okay, there were mo okay, not even just two or three years. There was Nintendo, Mario Galaxy, and 
essentially nothing else. Like, what else was there? You know, there was Sly Cooper uh, every now and then, and the Ratchet and Clanks, and those went away. And uh, those were only PlayStation exclusive, of course. Um, and then Mario Galaxy, which there's two games. You said the entire Mario Galaxy. The, there's the two of them. The entire galaxy of them. There are two. Yeah, it was a whole galaxy. Three whole D- galaxy. 3D platformers were very popular at one point. Uh, they definitely got... Uh, I got a little fatigued by them, at least. I'm glad to see that uh, creators, gifted creators, are coming back to the genre and people are responding to it, uh, kickstarting this project. I do hope it turns out well. Anyway, Wait for Crash Bandicoot to come back. Crash Bandicoot possibly coming back. A I lot know. of rumors were hearing about that. The C3, we'll see. Uh, some other news. The developer Telltale. You guys familiar with these guys? I've heard tales. Yes. So, out! I've also told tales. <laughs> Telltale's Batman uh, should be getting a release window. Also, The Walking Dead Season 3. Uh, sequel to The Walking Dead Season 2, <laughs> which came out. Makes I think, sense. Last Makes year. sense they'd pick that number if they went yeah, with four. Perfect. Very confusing. <laughs> so, number three comes after two. Yeah. So, Batman, I, I've been feeling that this developer is uh, really pushing their capabilities and their. Uh, they've been making a lot of games very quickly and not really upgrading their engine. The games are all still very choppy. And now they got this Batman game coming out. I'd like right. to see Batman this right. time. But I do feel like this... I've never played one of these Telltale games. I do okay. want to try the Walking Dead Season 1. Yes. Although Walking Dead is not a franchise I love. Almost... You don't need to. Absolutely. None of the franchises they've done have been ones that I've been really excited about diving into a story for. Mm-hmm. Sure. So I'm waiting for them. I mean, Batman, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like it's very scalable from a business perspective for them to just keep cranking out these games, right? Because they have the tech. And then they just hire more writers. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then they just kind of pump out one of these games. They could just have, like, basically just like a UI guy mm-hmm. work in the tool set that they created. Yeah. Well, they, they also, they had made The Walking Dead the actual graphical, uh, it's like very cel-shaded, right? Isn't yeah, it? yeah. So it's, it's a very minimal. Uh, very graphic. minimal and but also, also very the, short. Yeah, but the, yeah, the games are very short. They're episodic. They come out as they're making them. Like, once they finish an episode, they're on to the next episode. Same thing with Half-Life, you know, episodic. They'll... Right. <laughs> the yeah, next one should come out a short snack, <laughs> and it'll just be out any day. <laughs> any, any day, day. Now. You know, I like, came out the first to third one on the way. Yeah, so I see the value in that, and I see why it seems like such a great uh, business strategy uh, to make games like this. And it seems to work because people keep buying the games, and there's a strong audience for them. Uh, however, I just think the engine is just broken. Like, you get so many games that come out, like The Walking Dead. Both games uh, were eating saves left and right. It always looks crappy. The characters are constantly, character models are constantly glitching in and out. Uh, it's just time for a new engine. You it know? was, but it, I'm sure it can be done on a good budget from the money they are ostensibly making on. Yeah, success. maybe they're working on some like revolutionary uh, storytelling engine that yep. they're going to release. Like, yeah, storytelling, just the, the actual story. in-game engine, like uh, interacting with. Right, objects. that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So I want to believe that the Batman series is going to be that they're going to rehaul their engine and they're going to come out. All right, here's Batman. This is the biggest franchise we've done. And I hope they nail it with this one because I'm a fan of Telltale. Want to see great things from them, for sure. We'll see. I definitely want to see them kind of spending time just innovating on this idea of telling stories in games. Yeah, they are they are one of the best at what they're doing right now. Uh, you should definitely play The Walking Dead Season 1. And uh, I would also say don't let the franchise get in the way because actually a lot of people... One thing they've been saying about the Borderlands 
subtitle is that they have no love for the franchise. They, they're not like looking for some deep lore exploration, but this game was so fantastic. This is uh, next to The Walking Dead uh, season one. This is the highest regarded series they have. They said it's hilarious, a ton of fun, very witty. So definitely don't let the franchise get in your way. I'll be trying Borderlands soon, actually. I, I can't attest for the game myself, but Last story before we get into our predictions. Kerner is raring to go on predictions. Didn't even want to listen to Gotta stories. talk about Battlefield 1. Battlefield 1. I'm excited too. You would be far more excited than I would, uh, being the historian here. Uh, so just from a radio podcast, I'm not sure what process occurred, uh, but the IGN story reads that uh, some rumors about Bethesda's E3 conference are suggesting the publisher will announce a fully revamped Right down to the title, Prey 2, Wolfenstein 2, Evil Within 2, and current-gen remaster of The Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim. Uh, this was from a story by Joe Screbbles. So, anyway, we've been seeing a lot about Bethesda, of course. Now they have their annual, it seems, uh, Bethesda E3 conference. These are all games, most, most games I would be excited for. Prey, I never actually played. Ryan, you said you played Prey. Played, played a little bit of Prey. <laughs> played a little play. Kind of cool idea. Not the best game. Sure. No, I just think the funniest thing is that uh, Prey 2, the original trailer for it, showed at E3 2011. Yeah, amazing. And then Unbelievable. Radio Silence still since then. And I do remember reading that story and looking at that and being like, oh, this looks pretty cool. Never heard of it since then. Yeah, since yeah. then. I mean, Never Google heard some of news <laughs> about Prey 2. Prey 2 is back to that initial review. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's not too, that's not uh, novel to games in general nowadays. We got Final Fantasy 15. That took 10 years. We got The Last Guardian, which apparently will come out this Half-Life year. Half-Life 3 coming out this year. Half-Life 3 coming. Here we go. Anyway, so one thing that I knew was coming, I was pretty sure, uh, was Skyrim the uh, port for the current-gen consoles because they had actually said outright, Bethesda, that one of the ways they prepared for developing on this current console uh, generation for Fallout 4, one of the ways they prepared was by making a port for Skyrim, which is on the same engine, the creation engine they've created, and everyone heard that news in an interview and they were like well where's the skyrim port we would love that please release it and they said oh we're not really thinking about releasing it and of course they are and they'll probably release it yeah they're gonna make a boatload of money with this game why do you make a i hate remasters that make so much money right frustrating it's very frustrating couldn't be less interested in (laughs) in more skyrim at this point Mm -hmm. absolutely uh pretty unreal that they're doing this when i heard i didn't realize it was a console focus when i first heard the story i was just i really thought they were gonna really amp up the graphics i was thinking for a pc perspective oh no they're gonna just send out that port as is maybe you know smooth out the edges some whatever the, it does happens. make some sense. of the pc I think mods it, yeah. look so good so good yeah. so why would you even yeah. make a remaster for the pc when people right. are doing it constantly every month for free so that's why it makes perfect sense for you guys it doesn't make any sense to you unreal as you called it for me i'm a console Not player out. there's no new unreal we can't no no that. Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, for me, it makes perfect sense. They make money, remasters. Uh, they give people excuses to play games again that they enjoy thoroughly. Or it gives people uh, who didn't get to play the game a chance to play it this generation. Uh, I've enjoyed a couple of games like that this generation. Like The Last of Us, I didn't have a PS3. I was so glad that they brought it to PS4. I, I think it's valuable. I don't think it takes anything away from the developer. 
normally these developers do it and they under the guise of oh we're getting used to the new engine or we're getting used to the new hardware like uh like yeah naughty dog had said that they said that they ported last of us partially because they wanted to get used to the new engine for uncharted 4 which is like okay but you knew there was money to be made and these guys literally did that and then released fallout 4 and now they're putting out well allegedly will be putting out this okay port. so if bethesda was going to make a new one of these new like skyrim class rpgs sure. fallout 4 class rpgs yeah where would you want it to be set i was thinking about this today a new fallout a RPG. new oh, kind a of whole new ip yeah, a new, new elder scrolls game but new ip kind of, no elder scrolls elder scrolls where would you want it to be set in, so the last one was in skyrim in the north like yeah. a cold area the one right. before that oblivion just like in a castly area yeah it's what that, would you that want? was the capital uh cyrodiil being like the actual capital city uh so there are there are predetermined you know set areas of this world of tamriel so i assume it would be in that area uh, but if i really sky wanted it, world a sky Oof. world in the sky, literally. sky world. yeah not a fan of that idea i'd rather the fantasy i want a game of thrones game honestly That'd just like cool. give us a game of thrones oh certainly would be incredible for bethesda that would be the best thing ever i know skyrim was essentially that but give us like just give me game of thrones and that's all i want That's it for the news that came out this week. There are a couple more announcements. You can check those in the show notes, of course, where we post all of our news stories and uh, other interesting links that you can check out. Let's get into the predictions for E3. One thing we'll be doing is we'll be checking out Jason Schreier's uh, schedule on from Kotaku.com for the E3 press conferences uh, to give us a little format for what we'll be predicting, where we'll be predicting these things happening. Uh, but of course, we have some things that we just want to see in general. Kerner, what's something you're interested in seeing? I would like to see more of Battlefield 1 by EA. Mm-hmm. I think that World War One is a war that has gotten no love whatsoever from any sort of mainstream developer. Because from a history perspective, very fascinating. From a play perspective, running through a trench and getting blown up by artillery every second mm-hmm. probably not the most fun thing to do Unreal. david did you see that they took it to the executive the first like when they brought yeah, the game concept to the executive he said absolutely the president not. said this is outrageous it would outrageous. never work not a good idea yeah they had to go back and like rework it a little bit to get him to sign on yeah because yeah, it's just not a fun war to be part of. <laughs> Most wars. Most so wars. So fun. Very fun. Now you were saying that it's not going to be very historically accurate. So absolutely not historically accurate. Completely uh, similar, I would say, to uh, – oh my god, how am I forgetting the name? The It was a PS3 launch title. It was uh, – it had the, the Russians all die. Aliens come. Homefront? No, not Homefront. Uh, it has aliens. <laughs> aliens. It has. It's the PS3 
launch title. It was <laughs> so important. You I played, launch, I played so much of it. Launch important and then no, never important again. I played, I played a lot. It came out uh, sequentially <laughs> with a number of other very good ones. Okay. The the cover is a skull. <laughs> yeah, I know what game you It's a skull with a number this, of eyes. I played this game came with my PS3. Was it Killzone? Killzone. No, not Killzone. <laughs> not Killzone. It's, it's like, it's also semi-historical. You okay. got to figure this out. I am can't believe I'm blank on the name of it. Played okay. a lot of that. Anyway, great game. Regardless. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless, unbelievable. That game. Uh, please find that. Please find we that. Will, no, 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 no. I you need, didn't I need to find that now. I gave right, a lot of. He gave you the cover. Uh, I gave you the cover. the cover. Just Google the cover. <laughs> PS3. Let's move on. No, please. All launch. Right. I, I gotta. I, I need this. I, I need this for myself. Uh, it's very important to me. Oh, God. Uh, all, right, all right, stop the rambling. Yeah, we're, no, we're, we're going to cut for a second. Yes, we are. We're, we're going to cut. Oh, my God. 1040, gentlemen. I know, I know. Like, we get to other predictions. I doubt it was like an actual launch title. No, it was a fucking launch title, you fucking idiots. Oh, come on. Just just hold on. Please. <laughs> I didn't have a PS3. Blazing Angels Squadron no, of World War II. <laughs> Call of Duty 3. <laughs> Madden NFL 2007. I swear to God, <laughs> was it was it Mobile Resistance Street? Fall of Man? Resistance. That's not a Resistance. Resistance. It was a launch title. title. Resistance. A great oh, Resistance one. Fall of Man. That was a launch title. Yes, it was a launch <laughs> title. Alright. Was it the Resistance. hold on, are you sure it wasn't the Tiger Woods PGA tour? <laughs> it was not the Tiger Woods. <laughs> You're confusing. Alright, so we're gonna cut this in. We're cutting it in. So, uh, the Battlefield 1, they're going to do a historical revisioning similar to the PS3 launch title, the Resi- uh, Resistance Fall of Man, which resistance. was in... Yeah, Resistance. Yeah. You should have the name right. Fall of I Man. Am, no, I just looked it up. I'm Here's sure I have the right... It was... Here's the thing, though, That dude, was a when, very fun game. When the first box what about for this game was... Residue? Leaked. Fall of... <laughs> Moss. Fall of Moss. Fall of, yeah. fall fall of, of Moss. Fall okay. Of mildew. So when the uh, first uh, uh, images of this game were leaked, people were thought it was going to be like a very <laughs> alternate reality World War One. But as we've seen more, there's really nothing out of place. Like there's no aliens in this game. No. Yeah, but they have changed the way weapons work. They've, they've given both sides uh, clearly a historical uh, like weapons and vehicles and stuff because it would not be a fun interactive game otherwise because. Literally, World War One was people shelling each other with artillery and shooting each other with machine guns. Right. So you cannot. But they have... have bayonets, and that's in this game. Yeah, you have bayonets. You have chainsaws. What did you in... see that wasn't in the game? That that was in no, the game, have... but not in World War One. You have you have weapons that are clearly you have like uh, you all the weapons ahistorical. Vast majority they have vehicles that are not historical. Okay, I'm what about? That... Zeppelin combat. How much yeah. was there in the in the there real, was no war? real? I assume there's going to be a large amount in the game. I, I assume there's going to be plenty of <laughs> of Zeppelin combat, and that was not historical. The Zeppelins were used to bomb, uh, bomb like a few cities, and so that's one of a, your kill streaks. You yeah, kill one of your kill streaks. You bring in you like a, a very serious Zeppelin. Zeppelin. Yeah. All right. So a lot of things, a lot of things <laughs> to consider historically. Uh, I'm sure they won't. They won't butcher historical historical. Accuracy. No, they will. They have to. Well, they'll probably do some damage, of course, but hopefully they'll try and stay true to it. Um, but some other things that are interesting coming from EA, possibly, of course, EA not going to be actually at E3 itself. They'll be uh, creating their own Gravity Well, uh, their own conference that they'll be doing. 
by themselves. Uh, they're kind of opting out of E3, as a couple other people are doing. At people, a couple other companies are doing. Uh, but we should be expecting to see Mass Effect uh, Andromeda, which was announced last year at E3. Uh, hopefully some footage from them. We haven't really seen anything official. We did see some leaked footage, I believe. And then, uh, of course, Kerner said Battlefield, Battlefield 1. And Bioware had some new IP that was supposed to come out. Bioware being the developer behind uh, Kodor and Star Wars Kodor and also uh, Mass Effect. They should have some new IP that they've been working on was teased ages ago. We have no idea what it is as far as I can remember. So we'll see some interesting things from EA. Anything else EA related that people that you guys are interested in no. seeing? Yeah. Upset Ryan doesn't like EA. EA. Yeah. Well, I don't really like EA either uh, because I think it's be like. E4. Uh, <laughs> they need to add an extra E. Regardless, uh, adding more Mass Effect stuff, I think they should just give up on Mass Effect. Yeah, no, really absolutely not. No, I'm always a fan of giving up on a franchise. Like, you end it, come up with something new. I mean, sometimes. Mass Effect 3, very good game. A lot of people didn't like the ending. Sure. I thought it was fine. I really didn't think they needed to rejigger it. I felt the story was not necessarily the most cohesive because you randomly it's randomly about a war between robots and non-robots <laughs> and you never explain what the mass effect is and how it really relates to things and thought that was kind of nonsense. So don't make any more games. But you didn't understand the you mass end effect. It. No, you ended the you ended the franchise or you hypothetically ended the story arc. You ended the story arc on an acceptable note and Widely res- widely hailed games, widely hailed franchise. You don't have to beat a dead horse for money. I guess if it's for or you do because they're in it because you have money. stockholders. <laughs> yeah, you absolutely. do it because you're you're there to make stockholders, and I and guess they'll make a great. I think them. they'll make a great game. Bioware, fantastic developer. I love Mass Effect Two, like one of my favorite RPGs. It's a shooter RPG, I know, but one of my favorites. Of I would love to sure. see an announcement of a new Kotor. That would be really cool. Kotor would be cool. Another franchise. Dead, should just give up on it. Star Wars. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, that I might agree with, actually. Anyway, other conferences. We talked about Bethesda already. I do just want to say I am certainly excited to see Dishonored 2, as I've said a million times. <laughs> Every single podcast. day. I won't yeah. discuss this is any the further. Dishonored podcast segment. Are you excited for anything specific this Let's week? Let's talk about Dishonored 1 and your experience well, playing Dishonored it again. Well, Dishonored 1, fantastic games. Don't know Dishonored if I've told you. This week. Yeah, actually. So let's just talk more about Dishonored. It's great. All right, next hour, <laughs> Dishonored only. No, we're going to move on. Uh, Bethesda, not much to predict because we've so- seen so much and already have been predicted, predicted for us. Uh, Hopefully see some new IPs, maybe some teases or something. Would be exciting to see from them. We also get to see stuff from our first party companies. Uh, we'll be seeing an expo from Microsoft, a conference from Sony, and then Nintendo will just be expoing one fantastic Only game. Only Zelda. Only Zelda. Well, it could be a fantastic game. It could also be terrible. Horrible. We really <laughs> don't know. We <laughs> know so out? little about yeah. it. Why did they come out with a terrible Zelda game? Has Wait. there been... A not terrible, time? not terrible. terrible. Skyward Sword, not a lot of people loved Skyward Sword. Definitely, it was way more linear. It, uh, but I happen to like the mechanics. Had that waggle, you know. It used the uh, the Wiimote for the Fuck sword the combat and stuff like that. Not the best, but still, the worst Zelda game is always better than. So what happens to Nintendo if their fucking new Zelda game is the worst? I, uh, you know. NX, and that's not that's hardly the issue. Yeah, I mean that's a nightmare. Some but serious, also, some the serious others... backlash will happen because all people who have bought the Wii 
everyone who bought the Wii U has been expecting Zelda. They expected Super Smash Bros. And they expected Zelda. Because they said Zelda right out the door, as they do with every console. And now it's another Twilight Princess. There hasn't been a single Zelda game on this console that wasn't a remake. It literally is the exact same situation as Twilight Princess. It's outrageous. But 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 GameCube had... Wind Waker, which was a great Zelda game. This has not have any great Zelda games that weren't remade Zelda games. So yeah. totally little different. S- same exact scenario as far as how they're releasing. Right, but yeah. here, you're here, talking hold on, about hold on. no, hold on. You're talking about Nintendo fanboys that will you know eat Zelda shit if they could pay money for yeah, it. Yeah, but only ten million of them bought the Wii U. So <laughs> I know I'm just, not even that many. Just here, harsh Nintendo people. Here's well. the other side of the coin though. They're only they announced they're only showing one game at E3, which is just psychotic. Only one game playable at E3. They which said, is just psychotic Absolutely. madness to me. What if Zelda is not just a game? Like it's a much more expansive thing. Like it could be some I... kind of open platform, like an MMO type uh, thing. No. Like oh, a massive, that would be outrageous. a massively multiplayer Zelda version. Some new type of way to play Zelda that actually is more than just you know a hundred hour Zelda experience. It could be like. A thousand hour, really deep uh, RPG Zelda. Uh, speaking as a quasi fanboy, uh, if that's what Zelda is, I will not be playing it because I want oh, a single world of Zelda. Craft. I know you would because you yeah. like multiplayer. My Zelda experience, I want to be a single player, puzzle solving combat experience. That's what I want from Zelda. Uh, that's what I hope to see. And everything that they've uh, been showing off has been pretty much a an approach of we're trying to get back to our roots but also uh they're looking to more western ideas like uh the main one of the main developers aonuma who made my favorite zelda of all time uh majora's mask and has been head of most of the zelda games since then he was talking a lot about skyrim saying oh we've been looking at games like this where players just have so much choice and the worlds are so open and events can just occur as they're exploring the world, which doesn't happen a lot in Zelda games. Uh, so I think they're looking at a single-player game. There may be some multiplayer integration, like Dark Souls style or cooperative, something like that. I don't think massive multiplayer in any day. I don't think that's happening. So. What happens if they make Zelda as hard as Dark Souls? That would I be would funny. be so excited. Would that be? So excited. That would Just be fantastic. Hardcore Zelda. Terrible idea for them because they want to be... Uh, accessible. Accessible, exactly. Thank you. Anyway, other first party uh, first party companies, of course, Microsoft will be doing an expo. What do you guys expect this is from that? Pretty exciting. I mean, yeah. here here's what we want to see. We want to see Halo on PC. Like Halo that is PC. the big thing. We want to see it to come to PC. I mean, yeah. they kind of are hinting that it might. Yeah, and they we have al- custom games on there and Forge mode, so it's possible for sure. Right, and we also want to see Microsoft partner with Sony to do cross platform play. Yeah. So oh. the big, I think one of the biggest coups would be like I, at the rocket league stage yeah. them saying we like because neither company would be able to announce it right they don't have like neither one because then it would like be the big upstage for either one right so if they let the rocket league devs do it they're like we finally found an agreement where you're going to be able to play rocket league on an xbox and, one yeah. against the ps4 rocket league is probably the perfect starter game to do that on because it's such a simple game and you really have no difference between play between the consoles there's yeah. no issue with frame rates there's no issue with anything like that because it's a very simple game yeah there's definitely a absolute parity between the two consoles for sure just everything well pc and everything so i mean as far as that game is concerned uh it's a pretty simple indie game running on i think unreal 
and you know they they can make it happen everyone has said yeah it's possible we can we would consider it microsoft's been heavily pushing saying yeah we'll we'll definitely do it we'll definitely consider it uh sony being like yeah yes we'll we'll consider it but we don't know if it's happening behind the scenes we don't so this would we be don't a know place, if it's already happened this would be a very exciting place for it to happen uh, for it to be announced. Uh, I think that's a pretty cool prediction there, Ryan. Uh, I would also, of course, be interested to see uh, some news about this alleged Xbox Scorpio, as it's been called. Right. So the Xbox 1.5. Right. They just wanted a cooler nickname than Neo. Yeah, yeah. Neo, <laughs> well, they Neo. failed because Neo, uh, fantastic name from yeah, fantastic well, movie. So no. So I think for Microsoft, we're going to see three things. Yeah. I think we're going to see a small... Uh, basically Netflix streaming box that's Xbox branded mm. that's going to sit in the living room. We're going to see a new Xbox One Slim that's going to be uh, two ninety nine. It would be cool if it was two forty nine, but people would be pretty pissed who just bought the two ninety nine yeah, Xbox One. Yeah, yeah. So a two ninety nine Xbox Slim, and then they're going to announce. I would probably say uh, something like Christmas twenty seventeen, or or for even like, like next summer. Thing, right? Yeah, next summer ish, maybe probably it'd be better for a holiday. But yeah, next next twenty seventeen. Yeah, a a new Xbox, an upgraded Xbox, and the real announcement would be them walking on stage with with Oculus and saying this is going to have Oculus support, and there's going to be Oculus bundles at launch. Yep. So yeah, they announced that partnership. Many, you guys talk about the VR all the time. Sure. How Excited. many? Yeah, but realistically, the average console player. Are they looking to get the VR headset? No, I think the VR headset is going to be... It, the it's, VR is going to be big with the kids this year. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I think... I, I mean, think here's the, the cycle. Here's the thing. We don't know how many uh, pro, like PlayStation VR Sony sold yet. I mean, we they've sold none, technically. I mean, they've we don't pre, know how the many they've sold out. Yeah, sure. Yeah, and kind of the bellwether for that is how many they're going to be able to make and how many they're going to be able to sell. We do know that the Vive has caught up on its shipments, and if you order... Vibe right now, you can get it in two to three days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oculus is backed up because they really screwed up. Yeah, yeah. But ha- Oculus, don't understand how they were so bad at they, yeah, apparently, it's the whole, the they apparently went with, with an unproven logistics company. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, yeah, <laughs> that is they, actually the situation. Yeah, to answer your question, yeah, it's not going to be huge. This is an early adopter product. Uh, to do a bundle is pretty bold for something like that. But I mean, Oculus is while having a lot of issues right now and its PR is kind of iffy, it is still very hot on, you know, it's it's still very hot right now. You know, yeah. VR is the new thing coming to gaming, to, you know, media in general. Uh, it's exciting. Oculus right. is, has that Facebook money. A bundle is pretty intense. I You'd be looking at a $1,000 bundle. I think you're right about I mean, they're not going to announce crazy. pricing this at e3 but i so think that's that gonna be something closer to release the average person the the bundle and the whole oculus integration at least for another cycle and maybe not even within a within the short term at all is not going to want to spend the money on the vr and is not going to be that hype about well it. here's the thing we're going to get uh playstation vr demos in GameStops all around the country hundreds of yes them. and five so I think we're going to get less vibes. In, we in will get sense. vibes, but we're yes, going to get a few. We're going to get more. He was saying they were saying hundreds of yeah. GameStops. That's exciting. I think that might have been the, for the PlayStation and not for the Vive. He was, he was specifically saying the Vive, and also he okay. said, and also later PlayStation. Yeah. Okay, that's very exciting. If that's true, I mean, I think VR all hinges on the demo, uh-huh. and when people say, you know, people, some people have hype for it that like gamers that haven't uh, yeah actually just, gotten it, but the, for hype, the mass yeah. market. 
I think we're going to see once you get that first 20 minute demo that really, I mean, it sold me and like, absolutely certainly sold millions of people already. But are you going to, the cost is going to be great and the playability of having to put on the headset as opposed to booting up the TV and, or playing on the computer. I just think that that's a, it's a step. Yeah. That maybe I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely a step. From, from a mass market perspective, there will be enthusiasts that of course are going to, uh, be playing these VR headsets. Well, the real blast. the real step is more for the room scale stuff for the PlayStation VR and for this Xbox. Essentially, they could do a, a version of Oculus that's kind of more streamlined that hooks up to the Xbox in an easier way. Uh-huh. Uh, the room scale scale stuff is really early adopter stuff, mm. but it's the most exciting. Yeah, that's- for sure. So more on VR news and VR speculation on our VR podcast that will be coming to you very soon. Right. Uh, I also uh, think that uh, Microsoft is going to potentially use this press conference to sort of move away from uh, to, to reposition for the new box they're going to start moving away from the xbox to windows 10 a no well, maybe but not really to windows 10 mm-hmm. start moving away from thinking about the xbox as a game console and start thinking of it as a constantly updated software platform that yeah. can sit on many pieces of hardware right see i my issue was that with that specifically when you uh mentioned it i think two weeks ago maybe last week was that the xbox is in fact a box it technically is a box <laughs> yeah so it's funny that they cornered to, themselves there a little hard them. to say yeah so but i mean that's totally possible i think though also that it's already something and it's called windows 10 and I think that's what you're going to see push. They're going to be pushing Windows 10 as a gaming platform. Well, not even a platform, as a gaming software, what what you said, essentially. They're right. going to be show that parity between Xbox One and Windows 10. You're going to see become more and more infused to become one concept. You're going to be getting Windows 10 running on Xbox One all over, like all Xbox Ones. And it's going to be – that's their goal right now, it seems. I don't know if it will take, but that's what they want right now. And you'll right, see well, a lot you're of – you're never going to have the phones that have the Windows on it because Windows failed doing that. Right, so true, you're going to miss true. out on that. That's true. And I guess you have the – you have PCs and the Xbox, but – But Microsoft is still in on the second layer, which is the, the okay. voice assistant. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on. I would just also say I want my little uh, pie-in-the-sky prediction for the new Xbox – uh, I don't know about like the P- Xbox One Slim, absolutely Xbox, Xbox Fire TV, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Sure, I trust you implicitly with that one. I thought those were kind of old news, you know, but why not? And I think that something that was very telling was uh, something that Phil Spencer had said a few months ago, saying he didn't like the idea of the Xbox One Point Five. I think he wouldn't have said that this close to an announcement of a new Xbox, knowing. That he, that he had this announcement that they were going to be doing it. So I think that's very telling. I think what they you have planned... think we're going to get an Xbox 2? I think we're getting an Xbox 2 next year, or we are possibly getting what he also hinted at at the Xbox One showcase. Uh, I think it was this year. Uh, he was hinting at the idea of doing iterative hardware where you get upgraded components like say you get I don't know a new Xbox One graphics card. They won't sell it like that, but I think Is that they're going to upgrade their that Xbox. already exists. Yeah, yeah, I know an existing framework like that. Framework that you can and kind of swap parts yeah, out. Maybe, Both, you know, pre- buy a nice little part that's new and put it in. Yeah, the thing is, my <laughs> my my thoughts on these iterative, you know, PS4, P3, 
Xbox One. On your PC. Thoughts on PC. It's it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Either way, you sell it. Like, if you try to sell me an Xbox One uh, NVIDIA card, I'm going to say, well, why not PC? If you're going to try to sell me a PS4.5 and say that all your old games will work on the PS4, it's like, well, I supported your platform and bought it at launch, and now you're telling me I have the crappier version. I know we've talked about this at length. I'm saying either way they try to sell it, it's not going to work out. From his comments, it kind of almost makes it sound. Imagine if they did an Xbox branded custom PC. Yeah. Where it was just like an Xbox PC and you go to the Microsoft store or go online and they're now in the PC tower business. Ooh, that would be sweet. I would buy that. That I mean, that's that's the move. And it would work with Xbox, with the new Xbox games. That that is a very cool That is the coolest pie in the sky. Uh, prediction, I think. I think I I'm like going with yours. I like yours way better. The coolest pie in the sky prediction is literally that Xbox They're making a will PC. become a PC. That yeah, is, I mean, oh, look at how cool yeah. that would be. I mean, I, that's, that's a joke a smart move. prediction. But, that's the, like, but it, get rid of I think the it's going to be much more integrated than that. Like, I think they're going to continue to sell a box that lives in the living room. Uh, and It'll I think it's going to be... Right, well, it's <laughs> a media PC. No, so know? that's the thing. It is a PC now. Exactly. So li- this generation, they, they are just PCs. They, they really moved away from being their own custom yeah. boxes only because the um, the processors and graphics cards got to the point where they can use off-the-shelf components mm-hmm. and it would work on a television. Sure. Next thing on the list uh, is, of course, Sony, who will be giving their keynote late Monday night, of course, as they always do. Uh, another company that's probably setting out a new console this coming week, the PS4K, PS4.5, PS4 Neo, as we've heard it called. Uh, I think this is very real. Kerner, I did speak for you on our last podcast. Uh, of course, our last podcast was uh, a big, big uh, garbage fire. Fiasco. Fiasco, as one would say. Uh, and Kerner, I did put on record that you had made this sweet prediction uh, that well, not prediction, but just a uh, hypothesis that what if the PS4K was just a big ruse, that uh, it was not a real thing. They leaked all this uh, information about it, trying to bait Xbox to release yeah, a new console. they baited developers by giving them a tech spec that ultimately will never be released. <laughs> yeah. would be outrageous. Yes. Well, no, they, they never officially came out with the specs. No, but so there have been like developers the... who are talking about developing, yes. like not Sony developers. Yeah. So have kind of leaked that they're developing for the 4 Also, there were so, uh, from the way some journalists have been, spe- been speaking, especially guys from Polygon, Kotaku, and IGN, they're all saying that once the ball started rolling, once this giant bomb leak came out, uh, which was the big one, then uh, all their sources started really spilling the beans on saying, like, yeah, this is real. We've been working with the hardware. So, it's such a dumb idea. It's so stupid. I totally agree with Kerner. I, don't, I disagree. An underpowered, making something that's completely underpowered compared to your peer competitor that in this cycle has already shown that being even a smidgen underpowered is a huge marketing fiasco. Yeah, but they're going to have a year on the Xbox. But that's the thing. We saw the same problem. We said this on the last podcast that got cut out. You talking the Dreamcast. What is this, the PlayStation 2 and the Dreamcast. The, play, the Dreamcast came out, and they were saying, this is a great console. You know, we, we have all these games for it. So it's available very soon. And PlayStation at the same E3. So they're like, well, we got this one coming a little later, but check out what it can do. And they show Gran Turismo, and people... You know, Jaws hit the floor and it was amazing. So the Dreamcast died. I mean, if you it's have... possible that it's a huge tactical error. I mean, that's <laughs> it's always possible. possible. No, it's when possible. you when you look at the pure 
technical specs of what they're comparing the Scorpio to the Neo, it's outrageous. The the, yeah. different, the difference. What was well, it? Like? So they're talking about three times or something. Did not know what this word was. They said two. It's just a measure two, of, of oh, computing power. Okay. So anyway, it means you, a lot in general. Of of course. So. Yeah, this would be a huge coup on Xbox's part, uh, waiting just a little bit longer, releasing possibly the Xbox 2. Excellent name, by the way. They should de- totally go with that. And um, I really think that that's what's going to happen. How about we go with, this is the name because of Xbox 3. We go with Box. <laughs> or the iBox. Mic drop. No, the iBox. The iBox. <laughs> to talk about some wild predictions if we had any but more specifically specifically, a game that i'm really excited for that i learned about recently yeah so do you know anything about cd project red's new ip that they're working on cyberpunk yeah cyberpunk 2077 so i would love to see a cyberpunk rpg that would be so cool like I'm basically sick of like the Skyrim fantasy sort yeah, of fantasy. Based it's almost stuff. like you haven't played Deus Ex. Never played that. Is one. A is, is a cyberpunk RPG. Yeah, but absolutely. like a really a really good one though. I mean, like, <laughs> it is. It is. Human Revolution was so good that yeah, they're going to come out with a new one. Deus Ex is coming out this year. I actually uh, bought that game and never played it. It is a phenomenal game that you have to turn the settings People down. Have, no, yeah. no, yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. It's it's so funny. You have to turn the difficulty down on certain bosses because. If you're well, not because I know because that you lose because the bosses were developed independently. Yes, yes. so yes. stupid, <laughs> frustrating. Love the game aside from yeah. that. So yeah, yeah, there are some games out there. I agree, though. I'd love an open world, you know, action RPG type thing like that. I don't think maybe you get like a title teaser, right? So they're not. They said specifically that they have a lot of work to do, and they're not showing. Yeah, because they literally just came out with the last final expansion for Witcher Three, yeah. uh, Blood and Wine. Literally just came out with that last week or something. So right. probably not happening. Could uh, be a lot of napkin sketches, you know. Yeah, yeah. Look, we got, we got it. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think we see anything from that. Uh, that's definitely out there. Uh, Carney, do you have any wild predictions for us at E3? Uh, wildest prediction would be Sony and Microsoft decide to stop fighting and join together to create the combined console yeah you don't believe that that would be you don't believe that for a second that would be sweet wouldn't that be sweet that would be sweet yeah probably not all the franchises together as one i mean technically that'd be great because microsoft really good at software i've heard and then playstation well sony really good at hardware and then you just put those two together and then microsoft does all the hardware sony does all software and make a really crappy Console that would be the best thing. Say in the world they for bought us. Nintendo, put it out of its misery. No, okay, then we have a monopoly. Ever. Terrible situation. <laughs> what Not I heard good. is we're gonna get a Hearthstone two. And- Hearthstone two. <laughs> Hearthstone Overwatch two. two. Starcraft two two. We got it, guys. Oh yeah, if they came out with Starcraft three, that would be incredible. The most bonkers EA ever, or I, excuse me, E three ever. I Sorry, would, do you have any predictions? Yeah, so like maybe I have a million, but I'll just keep it to one, maybe instead of a million. I would say uh, we're definitely seeing something. Something from Rockstar, I think, because 2K is like, we're right, here in Rockstar. a big way. Rockstar, often not at E3, because they can just announce, make announcements on their own, and it becomes their own E3, you know, just on the internet. And uh, 
GTA, probably not even close to far along enough. They have uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 or Red Dead 3, whatever we would call it. I think we do see that game, though, because 2K has been boasting being at uh, E3 in a big way, although that could just be Mafia from and other things from different companies. Uh, but I would make my crazy suggestion that we see Red Dead, we see some gameplay. And uh, aside from that, maybe we get like a title of GTA 6. I definitely don't think that happens. I think they do that on their own time. No, I think uh, we're looking at like three more years for that. Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a title tra- a title teaser. Like they no, just I, put it out. On yeah, the, okay, so GTA I don't think they, do, they never do that at E3. Five was two years before it came out or yes. one? It was at least two years before. I think, but I still think we're looking to. They they said 2019. Yeah, for GTA. So still six. not even time to. Even so I think we're looking at that away. three years from now. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I would def. I would say big crazy rumor would be that. I would also say, yeah, like you had said before, No Man's Sky, PlayStation VR or Oculus, just full VR rendering. If it's happening, people have been saying it should happen. People have been wishfully thinking for it to happen. Yeah. If it does, it's announced at E3. Right. I want to see Super Hot uh, on VR. Super Hot VR. Super Hot 2. Not a crazy prediction because it's confirmed. Confirmed. (laughs) I want to see some gameplay, though. I also want to see more from Nintendo in terms of uh, mobile experiences. Sure. That's what I'd be really excited about. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Because I feel like that's accessible for me. I'm probably not going to buy the NX unless it is one of my predictions. That's the thing. Nintendo's odd right now. Let's just... We'll wrap up, I guess, with Nintendo. Nintendo, real quick, is saying... Only playable game, Zelda. That's what's on the show floor. They also say, no conference, we're doing a live stream. Normally they do either a conference or, more recently, uh, one of their Nintendo Directs during E3. Say, like, Monday or Tuesday. I would say, crazy prediction, they actually announce some games. They show some mobile off during that stream. Get people watching and then interject with a Nintendo Direct. Or maybe we get a Nintendo Direct announced during E3 week. And then we get our NX announcements. Maybe we see some games. Maybe. I don't think we're getting any NX stuff, but I, I would mean, be excited about seeing their mobile stuff, like more of these two games that are coming out for, for the phone. Sure. Three games, actually. We're getting yeah, the Pokemon, Pokemon. We're getting Fire Pokemon. Emblem. And we're getting yes. um, uh, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing on mobile just seems like Makes the ultimate so crack. much sense. Yeah, it's perfect. Fire Emblem could be cool. We'll see. Pokemon gonna be great yeah we haven't seen like a we haven't seen pokemon a really great mobile rpg developed for a touchscreen yet i'd like to see blizzard that just dive into mobile like they clearly can bring stuff to mobile yeah i mean i just i did isn't hearthstone hearthstone's mobile popular right most popular so mobile gets especially from joey gets a really bad rap for mobile no now i've seen a really bad rap and you can imagine it's console or pc game right 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 now but you can imagine a really great okay everything but everything you could have done in final fantasy 7 you could do on mobile. You need Easy. buttons. Yes. No. For Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy 7? VII? Yes. Here's the thing. Final Fantasy 6 on mobile, they replaced all the sprites with like newly designed sprites that just aren't as good because they're not what All right. But I'm heart, talking about you know? a ground up mobile sure, game absolutely. made for the phone. Yeah. Nintendo is the company to do it. I hope they don't ruin it with, you know, the trashiness that is a lot of free I play hope games. A lot of them. that they ruin it by forcing you to attach a motion control Stick oh, to your phone. Next phone. move. Oh, yeah, you have to use your Wiimote to, to operate <laughs> the UI. They just won't get rid of that Wiimote. <laughs> you, just it it. you just have to shake it. All you have to do is shake it while you're playing. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us for our pre-E3 podcast. We're going to E3. We will report to you from E3. Live, live from the show Live from the show floor. Watchers, we, we have all the devs on board here. We're going to be talking with EA. We're going to be talking with uh, Blizzard. All right. We'll be doing a recap of all the E3 press conferences, of course, next week. Uh, possibly, probably record Wednesday, as we always do. Or we might actually meet up on uh, conference day. Not sure what these fools are doing. We'll discuss later. But, of course, you'll find out all of this information when the episode goes up. Uh, you can check out the episode always at ScreenWatchers.net, or you can, of course, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Pocket Casts, wherever finer podcasts are found. And uh, if you want some further information, you can always follow me at Joey Dagabonuts on Twitter, or you can email us any questions you have at ScreenWatchersGamesCast at gmail.com. Uh, and please, as always, we implore you to leave a review for our podcast, especially on iTunes, because that really helps us a lot. Uh, it helps us rise up in the ranks of the iTunes podcasts. Yeah, it turns out they pay attention to those reviews. I mean, yes, that's how they, they use those to aid in discoverability. So absolutely. If you so, want us to be discovered. Yeah. You if know, you don't want us mass- to be discovered, if you want us to be hidden gems, five stars, what you're doing. five stars, do it. No, we employ you to write a review of course because uh i will be reading all of them and i will take all uh feedback into consideration uh i value your opinions greatly of course again please write in to us at screenwatchers gamescast at gmail because we'd love to hear from you thank you so much we love you all goodbye